like you created me God like you 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 love me and that's honestly when I started to like feel comfortable in women's clothing that's when I started like being having a healthy relationship with food this is Camus and this is Kylie welcome to God is real God is good a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big miraculous ways all the way down to small everyday things Hi, this is Camus, and welcome to God is Real, God is Good. And this week I have Erica with me. And I know Erica through Marina because she's going to CORE this year, and I just got to talk to her. And oh my goodness, can I relate to her? I feel like she's, she's like my spirit animal or something. I'm like, oh, who understands? <laughs> so it's been really nice to meet her and get to know her. And so, Erica, why don't you tell everybody where you're from? I am from Rome, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, fun little state, really cold, humid. <laughs> I don't know if it's fun, but <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a big state with a lot of farms and trees. And then you have like random cities like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Hershey. Just random, just, just random. random cities. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's every place where you're from. You're like, there's there's nothing there if you live there because you're like, no. Yeah, because you've seen everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Well, how about you tell us a little bit about your religious background growing up? So my religious background, uh, my family is mostly Baptist, but I was Baptist up until I was about 12, and then I decided to be an atheist. Okay. All right, thank you for those little snippets. Let's pray, and then I will let you tell your testimony. Okay. Dear Father in heaven, I'd just like to come before you and to thank you for Erica and willingness to share. And give her the words to speak, Lord, and to bless us. And just help us to speak to our hearts and to be exactly what we need to hear. And just use her as your mouthpiece. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> um, so, hi. hi. Um, <laughs> cue the social awkwardness. Um, so, as I as I already stated, that uh, my family is mostly Baptist, but they're like the CEO Christians, so they only really go to church on Christmas and Easter. Mm. Um, so I grew up um, in this little church called Hope Baptist. Um, cute little church that grew massively. I even watched my dad like put up walls and stuff and my handprints are in concrete and it was yeah it was really awesome and but that really all changed when my my family you know one of Satan's biggest goals is to rip apart families Hmm. and that and that happened. My family was ripped apart by alcohol and drugs and we moved away from the church, which was really, really sad. And it really just tore apart my entire family. And so little Erica just didn't know how to handle all of that. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a really dysfunctional family. I love them so much. And we're growing together. My relationship with my parents are, I want to clarify this beforehand. Yeah. So in case you ever watch this, you know, that I love my parents so much. They have been such a blessing to me. And my relationship with my parents are so much is so much better than before. Mm-hmm. God has really blessed it, and we're growing and learning about each other every single day. But as a child, 
I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. Mm. So there was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot of drugs, a lot of police. I grew up being around all that substance abuse and sexual abuse as well um, by my two brothers. Mm. And so about when I was about 12, I really, you know, once my father was diagnosed with cancer, that was like it for me. I, little Erica had had the last straw, you know, why do so many bad things happen to good people? Yeah. And I remember writing in my journal, I had a journal and I wrote in it, you know, is God real? And I wrote yes or no. And I shut it up and I went to sleep <clears throat> and then, yeah, I, yes, I was about 13. And this was also the time when we were homeless as well. So I didn't have a home. I was living in and out of my grandma's house and my aunt's house. Sometimes I'd sleep on the floor. Sometimes, you know, uh, on the couch, my cousin's floor, in the car. Sometimes I'd crawl up on the basement floor. Anywhere I could lay my head, I would sleep. And so I, just, I, I had enough with everything in my life. And so I just wrote, you know, is God real in my journal? Close it up, put it on my grandma's uh, kitchen table. And in the morning when I looked at it, nothing was circled and I got so angry I just started ripping out the pages you know ugly crying everything and I like declared to the world declared to my family God isn't real mm. um and I feel dirty saying that but that was what little Erica was saying you know God isn't real you know he wouldn't do this you know and if he is and he's an awful person and I declared at that moment that God wasn't real and I fell deep. Mm. You know, um, I started self-harm at that age as well. And so I was cutting and I started drinking. I started doing drugs as well. And I did that till I was about 20. Wow. So praise God, I am self-harm free for three years now. Yay. Well, I know that God is so powerful and so good. But anyhow... To continue um, my story, God, um, God that day wasn't having it. He chose me, and He wanted me to know that He chose me. And that night, um, some pretty big things happened that night in my family. A lot of fights, um, and a lot of a lot of suicidal thoughts. And I, I prayed. As a 13-year-old girl for the very first time in my life, as a new atheist, I prayed. And I, I prayed, God, give me a home. Give me a home. Give me a home. I just need a home. Mm -hmm. And God, the very next day, gave us a home. Oh. My grandma on the phone was like, Sherry, somebody's calling for you. And I remember watching my mom start crying. Like, hon, we can move into this place next weekend. Mm. And I just kind of sat there, like, open mouth, eating my Captain Crunch, like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, did that just happen? And I didn't believe it. And so I kept saying, God isn't real. Now I was in self-denial. God's not real. God's not real. God's not real. And God still wasn't having it. So about a year ago, now a year ago, about a year afterwards, we're living in our new home. And my dad had to quit his job. He was dying. So my dad is diagnosed with stage four leukemia cancer. 
And so I, and so it went from never seeing my dad to seeing a strange man dying in my living room. And it was crazy. And I, I just didn't know how to process that. Didn't know how to process that. Didn't know how to process my brother who was still living with us, who was still hurting me. And didn't know how to process my mom's alcoholism. And I was still saying, you know what? God's not real. And so I started running to a Methodist church about two miles down the road in boy shirts and a dirty sweatshirt every Sunday. And I would talk to them and I would ask them questions. I would ask them the same question all the time. Why? 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 And they never had good answers for me. And so I wrote my first suicide note when I was about 14, 15 years old. Mm. And I laid it on my bed and I went to go to school. I even, I even took belongings with me to give to my friends. You know, I had a direct plan and God intervened. I opened up my school locker and there was a card that said Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous for your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't like believe my eyes. And I still said, God's not real. I still said it still was in denial, but God wanted me so much because he loves me mm. so much. And so fast forward, I, I move again. This time it's just me, my dad, and my mom. We moved to Rome, Pennsylvania. I'm in a new school again. And I have a girlfriend. You know, I'm still drinking. Um, I'm like this blue-haired, you know, leather jacket, spiked boots girl. And I'm in this new school. And my cousin is there. And he's like, yeah, come hang out with us. And they're all Christians. <laughs> and, and I'm an atheist. <laughs> I didn't know, but I was in a new school. Mm -hmm. And I had no one else to really sit with or talk to other than my girlfriend at the time. And so I sat with them. I had lunch with them. I hung out with them. And they really didn't really show that they were Christians other than the fact that they didn't go to parties with me mm -hmm. and they didn't drink, they didn't smoke, they didn't do all the things I was doing. Um, and, I, and I took notice of that, but I didn't ever say anything, but it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until 11th grade when they invited me to go to a cabin and to hang out with them. And so I went and my girlfriend was supposed to show up and she never did. In fact, she ghosted me and then broke up with me. So I was a mess. Yeah. Um, uh, and God knew what he was doing. <laughs> and I was a, such a bloody mess. I was crying so much. And we get inside the cabin. And I'm just chilling, you know, just trying to get through the night. And they're all talking about homework and science and life and making jokes. And they were such a funny group. And all of a sudden, they start making fun of the Big Bang Theory. And I'm just sitting there, you know, just listening. And I'm just, like, looking around. And everything started piecing together on why they don't do the same things I do. And I was just like, these are Christians. Oh, my goodness. These are Christians. I'm an atheist. And I was just kind of, and I, and I was such an arrogant atheist. You know, I was very prideful. And so I stated, I was just like, 
evolution's real. And they were, and they just kind of all stopped in the tracks. And they just kind of like, like you can like see, and I can't even say that word. Um, what, what am I thinking of? Like animatics, like, you know, like those machines on Disney rides, they all just like turned to look at. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, like evolution's real. Where do you think we come from? And they're like, we were created by God. And I, I was just like, no, <laughs> no, we weren't. And it, and it's it's funny to look back now to myself and be like, oh, man, if only if only little Erica knew mm-hmm. who God was then. And so for about like three hours, we had like this intense conversation about life and about God and everything that was happening in my life. And I was just like, why would God send us to, to hell? You know, why would, why would he hurt us? Why would he send all these natural disasters? Why, why is my dad sick with cancer? You know, why, why did all those things happen to me when I was a little kid? And all, all they could do, um, because really what atheists do, you know, at, at least what I did, was I would throw all those questions at them and then expect a complete and logical answer. Yeah. Because that's where I was coming from, was logic and science and facts. Nowhere in there it was faith and love of Christ. Mm. And nowhere was was there, you know, the fall of man or sin. So mm. I, I didn't have anything, you know, they didn't know how to answer me. Um and it wasn't until afterwards when one of them came up to me and gave me a DVD um, on the Sabbath. And that was something that I, that I actually watched and I studied. So I like opened up my dusty Bible and just like looked through it. And it was really sad because as I was looking through my Bible, I started reading it. Mm-hmm. This Bible was given to me by the, by the Methodist church that I used to run to. You know, looking for answers, and and I and I started seeing notes that they had put in it, mm. and they were they were pointing me towards Psalms, towards Job. They were pointing me um, towards the Book of John, which is one of my favorites, other than Malachi. Don't doubt Malachi. That is a powerful book. That is a very powerful book. It's one of my favorites. Powerful book. Malachi is. Mm, just, just great. Yeah. And, and so I actually started reading that. And then I started reading about the Sabbath. And that's, that's what I started connecting with. And that's what brought me to Jesus. And then I had an experience with Jesus. You know, I met a Bible worker who looked at me and said, you're going to be a Bible worker one day. And you're going to share your story. And you're going to next week preach a sermon. And I looked at him as a new baby Christian, right? I, I just got baptized in 2017. I was trying to give my heart to Christ. Still didn't know God at the time. And I looked at him and I laughed. I was like, you don't know me. Like, this is the first time I just met this man. I don't know where he's telling me who I'm going to be. <laughs> I was like, what? But he was right. He, I, he challenged me. I felt challenged. And I was like, I bet. I'm going to do a sermon next week then. Yeah, I'll show him. And I did. 
And I did my first sermon ever. It was so messy. I didn't know how to like move my body up there. I kept like moving my arm like this to click the slides, but all I needed to do was like click like a normal person, but I kept clicking like this. There's a video out there of me doing this. And I started and I started doing that. I started speaking about every other um, every other church day and I started doing Bible studies with people and my faith grew. When I shared my faith, my faith grew. And then what happened was I lost my identity completely. Mm. I didn't know who I was. I, I only knew who I used to be. Yeah. And I didn't know who I was now. I didn't know who Jesus was. And I completely relapsed. Mm. So I was 19 when I relapsed into alcohol and um, marijuana and self-harm. And it's a little hard to talk about now. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't feel shame nor, nor guilt. That's not what Jesus brings to us. Yeah. Uh, Jesus brings redemption and restoration. Amen. And I praise him for that so much. Uh, but... I, I thank God so much for saving me that day because I I didn't know who I was. I had no identity. And our identity in Christ is so important because that's that's who we are in the core as Christians. You know, we have an identity with Christ. And so I didn't have an identity. And I was still trying to do all these church things. And I lost my mind. And I and I relapsed. And I took it so hard. I felt so unworthy of God. And I thought God was going to punish me. And God isn't a God of punishments. I didn't know that at the time. And so I went driving late at night when it was snowing. And I was going about 70 when my car started spinning. And I hit a bridge from the back end and then spun and then hit it from the front and smashed my head on the steering wheel and then I ping-ponged across the bridge and on the end and I just held on the steering wheel like I'm alive I wanted to die (laughs) but I'm alive Mm. and I kept saying it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and I drove to the nearest dandy which is a gas station for all my northeast Pennsylvania people it's a gas station and and I got out of my car, and my car was totaled. Wow. It was shriveled from the front to the end. And I firmly believe God was there that night and saved my life. Yeah. Because after the relapse, um, I, I dedicated a lot of my time to scripture, dedicated a lot of my time um, to trying to have an experience with Jesus, and I did. Amen. <laughs> I had an experience with Jesus, and Jesus came into me and showed me my purpose, and He showed me who Erica is, and that she's worthy, that she's not dirty, that she's loved, and that all those lies from Satan is what they are—lies. And to, you know, 2018 comes around and I meet D. Casper at a youth training event. 
And he talks about Homer. I awkwardly hug him on accident. Thought he was somebody else. <laughs> and the rest is history. God worked his way into my life. And here I am at CORE. I'm graduating in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And God is going to continue to work in my life and to work with the, the lives of people around me for his glory and for his kingdom. And he's going to continue to use people's testimonies to show his glory. And I love what uh, Camus is doing. You know, she's bringing t- people together from all walks of life to show God's glory, to show people that God isn't going to use specific, perfect people to do his work. You know, he's going to use all sorts of people who are from all sorts of walks of life. Mm. And, and that's amazing. So I, I appreciate you asking me to be here. Yeah. It was great to have you and to get to know you. And I, I love that thought of like, he doesn't just use the perfect people. Even though I grew up in the church, my parents came from the world. So our extended family is highly dysfunctional. And Ooh. so like, there's just a lot of like trauma and dysfunction that your family has to learn to grow through. Yeah, and that's true. Time, for sure. And so like, I always feel like a little bit of an outsider, not perfect. Yeah. I don't, I don't fit into the church quite exactly. No. That's true. And so, like, I don't always like doing things for God or when he calls me to ministry, but there's this verse in First Corinthians that says, like, the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Me too. And I was like, God, this is me. This is us. This is everyone you've ever called. You don't call like the perfect or the together or like the super like Adventist. Like sometimes he does. But we're all broken. And like yeah. God, and God uses like people that were like, oh God, this is foolish. This is stupid. like what is your plan? And God's like, this is wiser than yep. your wisdom. <laughs> He's like, you don't even know yet. Oh man. Oh, man. And sometimes I feel like Job, where I have to be like, God, just come down here and tell me what's up. And God's just like, I'm God who created the earth. You're not going to be able to understand what's up. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to have to take it one step at a time, just like Elijah. I know. God's calling you to do this great thing. You're like, Lord, I can't do that. And he's like, yeah, you never could. I'm just going to use you. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. I think that was most of my problem. Like, little Erica, uh, as a little Christian Erica, was just like, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need God. <laughs> and, and because I didn't have that firm identity with him, like, everything crashed. And he still brought me up out of the ashes and said, you know, you are a child of God. You know, I created you, I breathed my breath of life into you. You know, I'm going to use you. And we just have to humble ourselves. And something that I learned in core heavily um, was just let people love you. Mm. You know, um, I, I was just like, I don't like people. I'm going to push them away. And here at core uh, with such a great environment, um, I was just like, maybe I should just let people start loving me. Mm. And in that process, I learned to love myself. Um, and then I was just like, oh my goodness, this is God's love. I was just like, God is so amazing. He loves me. And it's, it's such a love that can't be put into words. You know, I like, you just feel it. 
I, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, I get that because like, ah, I was just I preached my testimony at my sermon the other week. I told my testimony to my church the other week for the sermon. There we go, words. And my main theme was that you know I was a middle child, and middle children have this tendency to feel unloved, and like this was the lie that Satan told me. And so, like, it feels like my whole life has been the struggle of, like, understanding what love is and how God loves us. Because, like, it's like you're saying, like, very young, like, whatever trauma or lies you're told, they kind of make you who you are. And that's your identity. And you basically have to relearn your identity. You have to say, okay, I'm not those things that I do. And I'm not these lies that I believe. And I'm not whatever trauma or things I've been through. I'm who God calls me to be and God calls me my child, you know, yes. that I'm loved. And like, it's such a hard thing to learn sometimes, especially for me because yeah. I'm stubborn. And like, we <laughs> basically have to relearn that like, no, like God loves us and he's going to be there for us. And like all these lies about like, we're too dirty, we're unlovable and we're too broken. Like, that's all wrong. Like, God's like, you are mine. I made you. Like you're saying he breathed into us. He created us. He desires us and loves us deeper than we understand. But yet we're like, God, I don't think you really know. (laughs) No, I, I completely understand that. That was like half my childhood. And even like up to, up to this year actually is when I really truly was like, oh, wow. Like you created me, God. Like, like you, you, you love me. And that's honestly when I started to like feel comfortable in women's clothing. That's when I started like being, having a healthy relationship with food. You know, I lost 50 pounds here at CORE. Like praise God. I know, I know. Like God has been at the center of everything, including my identity. And it really does transform us. And I just makes me so happy. (laughs) Um, But I remember going to Bible working training around 2018 and one of the teachers there did an activity with us based on what you just said Mm -hmm. um and it was that it had like a person right on a piece of paper and we had three colored pencils and one of them was to write so one color was you have to write lies Mm -hmm. um that Satan tells you and then lies that you think about yourself and what others think about yourself. And then the last color is what God thinks about you. Mm. And right there, you will see Satan's characteristics and God characteristics in your life and that you truly are loved because nowhere in the Bible does it say that God doesn't love you. (laughs) It literally says God is the embodiment of love. And that was, like, the start of my whole, like, identity journey. Yeah, and I think, like, we underestimate how important our identity is. Because I know mm-hmm. one day I was upset because someone, they had said something mean or something to me. And I'm sensitive. And I'm like, I want to be liked by people. I'm trying to be liked by people. <laughs> and, like, my sister's, like, Camus, um, you have to stop worrying so much about what people think about you because mm-hmm. your identity and your worth they come from God, not from people and what they say about you and what you think about yourself. You have to be grounded in God. So, like, when people say mean comments that are untrue or, like, are just attacking you, you can mm-hmm. come here and be like, this is my identity. Like, 
God loves me. I'm okay. <laughs> this is just Satan. Yeah, that that is that is facts. Facts. Not facts. <laughs> no cap right there. <laughs> hard to learn facts, though. It is, it is very hard to learn because we're human. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the flesh is weak. And that's why we need the continual, you know, communication with God. You know, not just you know, fifteen minutes. Uh, there's a student this year who calls it TV dinner. You know, when you put the put the microwave dinner in the microwave for like five minutes, and then you eat it in less than five, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, ten minutes later, I'm, I'm hungry. Why am I hungry? It's it's the same thing with Jesus. You know, if you only spend five minutes with Jesus, and it's a week you know, non really devotional time, like in between your minutes, you're checking your phone and you're like, your thoughts are traveling outwards. And you're like, oh, 15 minutes are up. Close your Bible. And then you never think about Jesus again during your day. You know, the, you're not really putting on the armor of God. And so it's like a continual conversation with God throughout the day. And it doesn't need like, you know, dear Heavenly Father, thy art in heaven. You know, you can just be straight up with God. He, God isn't fragile. So no matter what you're going through in the day, if you're angry, upset, sad, you can be like, oh, God, why? Just just hear me out, God. This person said this, and it really made me upset and sad, and I'm not happy at this person. I kind of feel like David in Psalms 109 right now. Like, <laughs> like so, so you get to that point, and you're just, like, super frustrated. And, and then after you're done... God's like, are you ready to listen to me now? And you're like, yes, I'm ready to listen. Like, what, what do you have to say? And then we can step back and listen and then uh, be Christ-like, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. Because um, I'm always trying to tell people, you know, like, God is bigger than your feelings. Like, he's not <laughs> scared of them. And, like, no. the thing is, like, God is love. He's fully secure in his identity and who he yeah. is. So he's okay if you're mad and, like, you have these different emotions. Yeah. You know, I kind of shake God to the core and make him have an identity crisis. Like, oh, no. Definitely not. You're not that powerful, sad to say. No, 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 no. Oh, man. What is, I use this verse. I can't remember where it is. I use this verse. Um, where is it? I think it's, it's either a Deuteronomy or it's a Mark. But it talks about... If you think you are doing these things on your own, then you are deceiving yourself. Oh. So, <laughs> if you think you can shake God to the core, you, you friend are being foolish. You are deceiving yourself and you are believing the lies of Satan. Oh, like God is firm. That means you can build your house upon him. That's why he's our rock and our foundation, you know? And that's, like, why our identity can be built in him. And, like, that's why yeah. he's our foundation, because he is yeah. that, that rock that's unmovable. And oh, so yeah. We're like that little bin that's, like, trying to move the mountain. Like, <laughs> you're not going to do it. Like, you might, yeah. like, you know, get a response, but that's when he speaks to you or, like, answers your prayer. Mm-hmm. comforts you. Like, yeah. God can handle us no matter where we are or how broken or how dirty we are. And I think we, we so limit God because we're so scared that we're like too much or we're too broken or we're too dirty or just yeah. he could never love us. But he already has loved you from like 
when you were in your mom's womb. Like he was there watching you all along. He's like, little baby Erica, I got plans for you. You like a cyborg and you don't even know it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh man, and, and, that, and that is true. You know, in the beginning, beginning of court, I was just like, I'm gonna be a mom. I'm gonna live in the middle of the woods, and I'm gonna drink my tea, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I said that all throughout court. <laughs> and then all the doors kept opening, and all the other doors kept closing. And I was just like, All right, I see what you're doing. I don't know if I like it, but I'm gonna go with it because you are God, and I am Erica. So. I think God outweighs Erica. <laughs> you know, just like significantly so. Significantly, not just by a little, but by a lot. <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. Um, because God has made me who Erica is. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change it for the world. You know? If if somebody would ask me today, you know, would I would I turn 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 away? You know, would I not be a Christian? And I would say, if I wasn't a Christian, then I wouldn't be Erica. Hmm. You know, our my identity in Christ is what makes me Erica, because from Christ, everything else comes from. You know, hmm. God God is the vine. You know, Jesus is the true vine, and hmm. therefore, um, you know, we're gonna bear bear fruit and. That that is, is of great significance, our identity. And so when we have a weak identity in Christ, we may, you know, have really hard decision-making skills. Like, oh, do I go to this college or this college? Do I do this? Do I do that? And really all along, God is telling you what to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's why it's important that we have a strong relationship with Christ because it forms our identity and therefore it's going to form what we do in life. So we're not just winging it that we can, you know, we're not so stressed about finances or colleges or life or when I'm going to get married, who am I going to date, you know, that that we're going to be guided by a savior who we can completely trust in. Mm-hmm. There will definitely be times like of uncertainty because like oh, yeah. you're like growing and like you're reading your Bible and like you're coming to know him. But that's the whole point. Like, if your identity is rooted in him, if he's really, like, the rock of your life and, like, the vine that you get all your strength from, you're going to be like, okay, Lord, this is scary. Maybe not what I want to do, but I love yeah. you so much. I don't want to be separated from you in any way. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you, and you find happiness in it. You know, God's not going to give you something you're going to be miserable in. He's going to give you peace. Like, I am so excited to be a Bible worker. Um, I knew I was going to be a Bible worker, you know, six years ago. Um, it just, I, it took me a long time to accept it because I didn't feel worthy enough. Mm-hmm. And so once I fully accepted Christ in my life and I, I started living for him and not for myself, everything fell into place. And although I still have trials, I still have temptations, I can firmly trust in God and recite scripture and lean on him, when, definitely on my, on my hard days, because I still struggle with anxiety, I still struggle with depression, um, but God gives me strength to get through those days and can still persevere me through them, where I can give all glory to God in the end. Amen. Yeah, and I think 
that's what's amazing about like, Christianity is like you can have that like identity in him and like life's not going to be perfect but he oh, will give you the strength to like to go through to like keep walking because like waves troubles trials they're all gonna come oh yeah like pray to god for them because it's a chance to strengthen ourselves and like to know him better and to like be strengthened in him because like i don't enjoy trials but no i'm gonna be honest the last three weeks have been like one continuous day for me and it's just like one continuous trial and through it all i'm just like holding on to like a little bit of my sanity and i'm just like jesus just just get me through this just this one last week up <laughs> just like and it's true you know uh, being a christian isn't necessarily easy I think a lot of times, especially when I wasn't a Christian, I had like this view on Christians like, oh, they think they know everything. They're always so perfect. And once I became a Christian, I was like, this is not the case at all. <laughs> I was like, somebody lied to me. <laughs> You're like, what is this heresy? This is not true. Um <laughs> and sometimes it's worse. <laughs> because Satan doesn't, Satan doesn't you know, want you to be a Christian. He doesn't want you to discover that God is the true in one way, mm -hmm. you know, and so he's going to try anything and everything to make you stumble and fall. Uh, thankfully, we, we have a God who has already overcame the world. Exactly. And I was like, I don't know, it's in a song or something, but like, it's worth the effort to be like a Christian and like heaven is cheap enough. Like the price that we pay here on earth and all that we go through, it is so worth it because we'll get to be with God in eternity and like the reason that's so awesome is because he's the person that loves us the most in the deepest and it's like yeah. also the person i love the most in the deepest because he's like awesome <laughs> and he's always there and like leading even when life is like confusing and i'm like yeah oh, not today but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome for sure well thank you for sharing your story i loved it i i love talking yeah, about it Sorry. Oh, I said you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I loved um like talking about identity because I think it's really important and I think it's something that like a lot of people struggle with, like especially like Christians, because like it's kind of hard to learn to root mm -hmm. your identity in God. And like it takes some time and like some effort and getting used to. But I think it's so valuable because once you have that, then like there's no question of leaving God because he is your identity. Like he's what makes you you. So like leave him with like to lose a part of you. And like that would like that'd be so awful. And like once you learn that, it's like trials may come, nations may fall, people may leave and come, but like God is forever. Amen. Yeah. So I love that thought and I just really liked your story and just talking to you. Thank you. And everybody tune in next week for Kylie interviewing someone. Bye. Yes. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is real. God is good podcast. Or you can email us at God is real. God is good podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.